Cheeto and Keegan on the mic. Welcome back to another episode of Dogs Off the Leash. Dog Nation, it is good to be back. Had to take a little hiatus, but I'm back. Thank you, thank you, Keegan, for holding it down. And Georgia is back, 9-0, heading to Knoxville to face the Tennessee Volunteers at 5-4. and four. Next stop, Rocky Top. Ooh. So Georgia's actually coming to this one. We've already clinched the East. All that fanfare is done with. But Georgia is trying to finish a perfect 8-0 and in SEC play for the first time in, S- in school history. And the Volunteers are all that's left that stand in our way. What are your thoughts coming into this game? Um, I know we didn't get to chat a whole lot about the Missouri game, but where are you at, Keegan? Where, where, where's the headspace right now? Headspace is good. I feel confident. Tennessee has a great offense. It just cracks me up, man. Every, every week we talk about this. I'm like, I say about the same damn thing. This is going to be a big test for Georgia. Everyone's saying it's going to be a test for Georgia. Now I talk to Tennessee fans, listen to the, the Vols radio. Georgia just hasn't been tested yet. You know, so every time we play a team and beat them, it was a test until we beat them, and then we haven't been tested. And this kind of begs the question is, are you tested when you do bad and it's close? I I thought growing up, if you (laughs) took a test and you did well, you took a test. So it's like, which which is it? But all that to say that I think Tennessee is going to be a big test. They got an explosive offense. It's in Neyland Stadium. So this might be about as stressful as of an environment that Georgia will face all season. And, yeah, you know, we got things gelling, a lot of players coming back, some guys out. You know, this cohesion, this momentum, getting everything down in order, uh, it's a big deal. And to go potentially undefeated in the regular season, and like you said, for the first time in school history to go undefeated in SEC play, it is a big deal. It's, you know, Tennessee's season hasn't gone that well. But, hey, this is a big rivalry. Tennessee, we're catching Tennessee at the right time. And don't catch us slipping. So, right. we got we to have our head on tight. And I think we're in for a big, good ball game up over there in Knoxville, which where you will be at. I will be <laughs> at Neyland Stadium. And, and we've talked on this podcast uh, at nauseum about how the, the rivalries or – unofficially officially you know the georgia techs the floridas the auburns the go-to's the clemson that's kind of fallen off and then for some of us as tennessee being i'm from north georgia this one is huge uh, i'm going to this I'm going to this game this weekend finishing off my birthday week birthday week off the right way hey. and the last time i was there was when we absolutely smashed tennessee 41 to 0 and I was sitting in like the Tennessee section, but it's really hard to talk trash when your team is just getting throttled, like from the jump. <laughs> I think uh, Eric Stokes had an interception first play of the game, so they were in yeah. for a long day, and it's just they're just you know hands in there, just well, <laughs> good game, I guess. I mean, we can't do nothing, you know. Yeah. It's that type of thing. So, and they're wearing black, I hear. So, um, you know, oh, I credit them. Oh, I credit them for being brave enough to wear it because Lord knows we scared of the black jerseys, but. <laughs> It might not work out how they think, to be honest, because all this talk about Tennessee's offense, Tennessee's offense, and I want to give them credit for what they've done, but they are five and four. And we're going to hop more into that. Um, but I also want to give us a little credit and Kirby Smart. Um, 
I know you're going to hop into the recruiting after this, but I wanted to mention since 2017, Kirby Smart is 26 and two against the SEC East. Mind you, we've already clinched and we're, and now we're still trying to do something that we haven't done. So Kirby keeps on impressing even after the, uh, the amazing things he's done as a coach in his brief, brief time here. Yeah. He he's on another tear with between recruiting between with where this program is and just on a level of development. I've been most impressed. You got, Three-star guys like Jordan Davis leading the charge. Uh, Walk-ons like Stetson Bennett leading the charge. I mean, Kirby's done. He's exceeded. It took some time, but he's exceeded expectations. And, you know, like I said, I think we got a good chance of maybe like three national titles in this uh, decade. So, I mean, that's a a big statement, a long shot. You did say it. I think we're going to be knocking on that door so many times it's going to open a couple. So. Uh, I feel good about it. And, you know, speaking of recruiting, Julian Humphrey, former four-star Gator commit today, actually flipped to GA. Uh, yesterday, uh, we Contrell, I believe is his name, but a wide receiver, four-star for the class of 2023. Guys, these are Florida's best players that they had on their board for the year 2022 and 2023. It does not get any worse than losing your best two mm. t- prospects commits mm. to your rival school following a beatdown by that mm. rival school, following statements by your head coach made mm. that recruiting is something you do in the offseason. He's not worried Bloody. about it right now. Don't worry about recruiting yeah. right now. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> that's embarrassing. Like, it yeah. doesn't get any worse. Maybe they'll make up for it. Maybe Florida's days aren't done. Maybe Mullen will make a comeback. I'm not saying it's not possible. But I hope golly, they keep him I, there forever, bro. I hope they keep him there forever, to be honest with you. I, I mean, me too. He's, he's an offensive mastermind. He's, he's, he's a genius. He's a genius. He's a genius. He's so great. smart. <laughs> <laughs> so, so, in comparison, yeah, feeling great about Kirby. Uh, what what do you look forward to this weekend? Uh, do you got a tailgate spot? If you're a Georgia fan, like what, like how do you navigate the city of Knoxville? I know you're actually kind of familiar. It's a cool place I hear. So yeah, it, it is a cool place. Thoughts? I've been there before. Didn't tailgate then. I'm hoping to tailgate now, but it's not like I know I know of like a couple people uh, that are going to be there, but I don't know like anybody who I'm about to pull up with a tailgate with. So it may be one of those things where like you find some other fellow Georgia fans that's like, hey we're here. Like we got beer. You want to hang out? Like, you know, but other than that, like, yeah, it's an SEC school. So, you know, tailgating is going to be on point. They're, they're really confident right now. I don't know if you, you said you've been on the blogs. Most people, you know, see Tennessee football, Twitter, they're confident for whatever reason. But the main thing, I really think it's because uh, their coach, Josh Hupel, I think the name is, I think he's bringing them to um, a competitive place. As a team, they're finally because they've been through coaches, been through coaches, they've been through the dumpster fire. When this guy gets some recruits in offensively and a little bit defensively, where they're really struggling, they're going to start to be competitive in the SEC East, especially when you see uh, Florida down, South Carolina down, well, coming back up, but still down relatively. Really, if they can, and they just beat Kentucky and they just beat Kentucky. Mm-hmm. So, like, their confidence is not unfounded, but we all know and they know. This team coming in Saturday is going to be a little different. Doesn't mean it's impossible, but we're coming to Knoxville with on a mission. You're not going to ruin our season at all. No, no, at all. No, and I agree with what you're saying. I think I think the actual pronunciation is Hypel. I want to say it's spelled like yeah, it's spelled Hupel, but makes no sense. This guy, my apologies, he's a 
a college QB yeah. offensive mastermind. Looks a little dumpy. <laughs> I got a lot. Uh, but, you know, he's, he's done a good job with the program. And I really think, like like you said, it comes down to, like, getting even better players there to, you know, raise the bar just like anywhere. But they've did, done well considering they lost 12 guys to the transfer portal when Jeremy Pruitt was going out. A lot of people just were not feeling Tennessee's program. They felt a little betrayed. They had some violation scandals going on. But what they've done is brought in a guy like Heupel, who really is, you know, he's kind of a Mike Leachy type dude. He right. he spreads the he spreads the ball out really well. What they were able to do against Kentucky, attacking the edges, having having the margin of the field really wide, and and what having speed on the edge. I mean, it really doesn't matter how good your defense is. That kind of scheme is hard to prepare for, and. The closest thing to it is really Ole Miss, and even what they do is they have a lot more bunch formations, a lot more eye formation. Uh, you know, even they play a little bit more hard-nosed football. Tennessee uses their speed well, and just watching the few games I watched, I watched some of the Bama game, I watched uh, a good bit of the Kentucky game. I mean, Kentucky put on a master class on offense of oh, 600 yards, never punted the ball, forty uh, some forty-two points, 42 and then points, Tennessee. Yeah. Tennessee still was able to uh, blast them. So, you know, uh, there's some things we can get into that I like that are favorable for Georgia. But what it showed me is that Tennessee was able to move the ball well against a good Kentucky defense. So, you know, Georgia better be ready. You know, Tennessee has had the ability to get downfield and their wide receivers have been dusting people all year. Their quarterback wasn't ready for some of the throws, but watching that Bama game and I rewatched them to take, I mean, there were so many times that Tennessee guys were wide open, deep, and a, a few times they were able to capitalize. Uh, considering that, you know, they, I think they, they only had 13 minutes of possession against Kentucky. So it's not that they're that effective, nickeling and diamond down the field. They make big plays, very, big plays, very explosive. So that's pretty much all I can think of when I think of, uh, Tennessee's offense and they have a right to be confident but just like they'll say they haven't been tested you know everything Kentucky does on defense with their front seven Georgia does but with a name brand mentality these guys are elite some of the best players in the country are playing on Georgia's front seven uh, guys who have been developed who are you know guys like Jordan Davis uh, in Heisman talks and just a lot of focus on him guys like Jalen Carter Adam Anderson being out will probably yeah. take an effect, and we can get into that without getting into like right. the Eagles, just because right. this is this is football, and you know we can always say we're, so we're, much yeah about we're talking about the people things. that are here right now as as much and as we feel for them. We don't know any of that, you know what I'm saying? So yeah. we don't know what's up, but you know we will be tested. Tennessee has a great offense, and we'll see. I'm excited because I, I mean. Golly, all year it's been who's going to test Georgia, but you know we're towards the end of the season. We can look at the stats. I know you you were, you were talking about how Tennessee was faring pretty well with some of the best in the nation. What what do you know about Tennessee's offense that maybe some fans could uh, you know tip their cap before we head into this weekend? What I know is your point is absolutely right. Like you talking about the time of possession and the film from where you're seeing these wide receivers get open. ESPN actually did a little piece on them today, I saw. And it was actually, you know, grain of salt with ESPN. But they run an up-tempo, an up-tempo type of scheme. So what they'll do is they'll run normal, run some plays, run some plays, and then, boom, one play, they're up at this line of scrimmage, 10 seconds, 12 seconds, and you'll you'll have corners and safeties still getting the calls from the sidelines, not lined up, out of position, 
four wide receivers to one side bunches and then boom if you're not in coverage you're, you're gonna you're gonna bust and that's what's happened they did it to alabama like you said they did it to kentucky um now mind you even with that high-powered offense they won by three against kentucky 45 42 still lost to alabama put up 24 on them and we know they can't play defense so normally i would be a little bit nervous but lord knows kirby's gonna have this defense ready especially on the secondary um we've been relatively healthy and we've been relatively dominant in the secondary we do lose adam anderson to the pass rush we do not lack pass rushers and as far as the offensive side arian smith is gone but a lot of people don't understand he's a home run threat but he just got back and we have not he i think he maybe had six targets all year so we're not losing a lot of production i hate it for him because arian's a baller uh wish him a speedy recovery and we'll get him back when we get him back so um and and yeah the offense not only up tempo they are ranked very well but what i think is funny is that oh tennessee's got a great offense they're gonna touch georgia like okay cool georgia oh y'all's defense is sick but i'm not really impressed with your offense been hearing it all week few weeks now i looked at the numbers now offensively tennessee is 14th they're putting up 38.2 points per game that's that's damn near elite 14th in the nation UGA, 13, 38.4. So it, it's funny how narratives get drawn. You know, oh, Tennessee's so so great. Yeah, UGA, not so much. Like, bro, we we right with them. Like, now, in, in one argument, like, our defense has helped us a lot in that scoring, mind you. It's not all For offense, sure. but we're right there. And I know that you wanted to mention uh, a little bit about the offense as well. Yeah, so they're led with Hendon Hooker, who's a transfer from Virginia Tech. Right now, he's got a pretty good batting average of 21 touchdowns and two interceptions. They're, you know, like you said, they're ranked 13th in total touchdowns. Uh, they're ranked 21st overall in total yards on offense, and they are a good deal ahead of Georgia there. And, you know, it's like we we haven't needed to open it up, and honestly, we haven't had all the tools and weapons to open up, and we're, 100%. Still, 100%. we're still scoring so many points you know, on these deep balls, I listened to a little bit of Vol Nation, uh, if that is how you frame it properly, yeah, yeah. radio, and they're talking about, you know, Hendon Hooker and the job he's done, and they're saying, oh, well, there's one thing for certain, you know, you could look at the intangibles of Georgia and Tennessee, but we definitely have the edge of quarterback, and maybe so, but all then segueing to, you know, Stetson Bennett, he's a game manager, you know, mm. he doesn't have elite arm talent, he I didn't get I wasn't able to catch this last weekend. I heard he played okay, but I know he can't go deep down the field. Buddy, all you're on 24-7 sports and you right. can't watch some highlights to right. see two deep over the shoulder throws from Stetson, supposedly our game managing mobile quarterback that runs for two yards right. just instead of getting sacked. Is that what you're gonna tell and me? And your DBs so ain't doing you, nothing. Stop acting like your DBs are elite, bro. Quit playing. They, they're not ready. They're not ready. Anyone who's wanting to say Stetson's a game manager at this point, you have not been paying attention. Now, granted, I don't think he is the arm talent or prototypical pro QB that JT Daniels is. I sure. mean, JT Daniels is a great player. I think we can go deeper, more often, more passing in general, sure, with, J, uh, with JT. But Stetson has done an exceedingly better job than he did last year. Yes. And – and he's on watch list like uh, my Netflix account. So, you know, he he's he's cracking in there. He's balling. At an elite, and he's if he's not elite, he's knocking on elite's door saying, "Let me in." And yeah. this is the kind of game 
where you can prove yourself. Something, speaking of proving yourself, I would like to talk about, you know, Jordan Davis being on this Heisman kind of uh, borderline hype train. You know, it's it seems to me like the fans want, uh, you know, Jordan to be on the Heisman watch list a little bit more than the national media. We got some games left, okay? And a big game from Jordan Davis, a couple big games. He could actually be invited to New York, and, you know, he's a heck of a guy. He came in a three-star recruit. He's damn near Georgia's best player on the best defense in the country. And the, the most impactful, maybe of, yes. All time. Most impactful. So, exactly. So, Cheeto, what would it take in your eyes? What kind of game, what kind of stats, or what kind of Heisman moment would it take for you? Let's say you're a Heisman voter. You know, not just a Georgia fan that wants them to be there, as sure. great as that is for us. Sure, but sure, what sure. would what what would you like to see from Jordan Davis to kind of solidify that as at least a serious Heisman hopeful? Yeah, realistically, I, I'm I'm not one of those guys because I, I know how these people vote. Like Jordan Davis, he's getting consideration because he is the most inf- impactful player on the most elite defense on the best team in the country, but his impact is not measured in stats. You know, he clogs the interior of our defense and allows other people to make plays. The type of things you're going to have to see from Jordan Davis to get near, really, realistically near that list. Multiple sack games, fumble recoveries, and get a fumble recovery for a touchdown. Give the big boy one tutty. Even if you want to do it like on the goal line play, if Kirby wants to do that, get him one or two touchdowns. It's over with. <laughs> He's going to have to go to New York at least. He's going to have to get yes. a, big, a big old suit and go to New York at least. <laughs> he can have uh, a couple games like that. And against Tennessee, who gives up uh, – what is it? Tennessee gives up 33 – has given up 33 sacks so far this year. That is by far the most in the SEC. So for those people who think this offense is going to shine with this quarterback sitting there without any pressure, you're fooling yourself. You get in third and long, you're dead. You're not getting no pressure. Jordan Davis might get a couple sacks, so that's what it's going to take. And it's not, it's not out of the realm of possibility. Charleston Southern next week, and then Georgia Tech. I'm not sure exactly what their offense is involved into, but he should be able to eat these last three games if he care. I don't think he cares, but if he wants to put some stats on the board, you don't know about. Like, that's what I'm saying. He's going to have opportunities he's, for the next. Hey, he's there is a window, you know, and they there's enough hype. And enough like r- mumberings and rumblings about it. Oh, yeah. That if he popped it off, he could get an invitation, especially and 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 SEC championship too. I think that would uh, coincide. If he can play big in that, so I'm I I don't think that is. I think for Georgia, we want uh, SEC championship. We want a national title. We want to end the season undefeated. But no one, I don't think, who dons the red and black can deny the fact that. Having a Heisman hopeful is something that we've been kind of wanting for a while. I think the closest chance we really had in recent years would be uh, when Todd Gurley was going off, but he got suspended. And Georgia, you know, Georgia was uh, just right outside of the conversation for being in the national title game. So, you know, that that kind of took the wings out of that. And besides that, I mean, it is it's been a minute. (laughs) It's been a minute. So that would be cool. any closing remarks or thoughts on this upcoming game? Yeah. Um, Tenet, I, I want to just, again, you got to understand the media is always going to push a game, especially when it's number one and like, but, but Tennessee is five and four. 
they're they're five and four. They have improved, but they're five and four. Lost to Florida uh, a few weeks ago, thirty-eight to fourteen. Uh, I'm leaving out the Pitts game. They lost a pretty decent game to Pitt, who's like ranked in the 20s right now. So great game, but we're leaving. We'll keep SEC. Ole Miss, they lost 31 to 26. So two offensively minded teams, pretty close game. And then Alabama put up 52 on their defense, and they scored 24 in that game, which we talked about. So I like them. Unless they win the turnover margin in this game, I really struggle them. I really struggle seeing them putting enough points also because they can't protect this great quarterback that they have, but they do have the ability to tack us where we might have weaknesses on the deep corners, splitting the safeties, but we'll see. I just don't see Kirby um, giving that up. Now um, another thing about their defense, they do give up 68% completion or go ahead on third down, which is why I would like to see JT Daniels get the start. He's a surgeon on third down. He will allow this offense to flourish. Now, he doesn't have the run ability that Stetson does, but that's okay. You can win multiple ways. So um, I just wanted to ask you, like, going into this game, what is your game plan? What do we need to do to be successful offensively against their defense? And how do we slow down this amazing offensive firepower that they have? Well, Kentucky was able to run the ball like crazy on Tennessee. So first of all, I think we should take a page out of Kentucky's uh last game which was a great game and a, and a big win so like i look at it as the season rolls in stages you know any team we've either played on teams develop we're seeing tennessee at the better part of their year you know we're, we're playing them strength on strength they've done really well in this you know last little tear so i think we got to run the ball and that's a big thing and then as far as just on the defensive side and you can kind of bounce your ideas off what i'm saying here but i think that you know they, you know, they they got this fast-paced offense. They're able to kind of dust, you know, the the, uh, the secondary of opposing defenses. I think it really comes down to being able to have some explosive pushback on our front seven. You know, it really uh, established dominance on the line of scrimmage. It's it's simple, but it's so imperative when you're playing a team that plays fast-paced because if you can disrupt that rhythm a little bit, yeah, which I think we can. Everything else that they've been able to do on all these other teams, including Alabama at times, you know, they can hang their hat with the best in the country when it comes to what they can do in offense. So if we can just disrupt the rhythm and just get a push and use some of the uh, the strength that we have, I think it's going to be really hard for Tennessee to do anything unless, like you say, they win the turnover margin and we just, you know, show up to Neyland Stadium and beat ourselves. Right. It's, a, it's a loud environment. Uh, you know, think Texas A&M, you think Michigan, uh, Penn State. It's one it's, of the biggest. It's giant. Biggest, it's one of the biggest stadiums in the country, in the world. I mean, it's 100, 101, I want to say. It's an SEC, that's for sure. I'm pretty sure they still hold that title. It, yeah, so, I mean, it's is a massive stadium. A lot of people, it's going to be loud. I expect uh, you're going to be leading the dogs in full charge in red and black. You know, <laughs> I'm getting, ready for uh, battle. Getting, Getting them hyped, yeah. Hey, no fights though. I don't want to. No, no, no. I don't want to bail you out of nothing. No, nah, I'm outnumbered. I'm outnumbered, bro. Yeah, but might yeah, have to be a couple please. dog chants. I got my rain jacket just in case we get some people uh, trying to spit on me. Anyway, thank you from the moisture from your from your body and in the spirit in which it was given. <laughs> <laughs> Little Dune reference. Great movie. Little Dune yeah. reference. <laughs> oh, nice. I haven't seen it. Yet. I read the book. Read the Great book. movie, bro. But um, okay. <laughs> but yeah, um, I, and I'm gonna run right there with your game plan. When, when you have a talented running back room, RBU, as we like to call it, like us, run the ball. They can't really defend it, same as Kentucky. 
but more importantly, that keeps their offense off the field. We want to be efficient on third downs, move the chains, a.k.a. JT Daniels, and then uh, in the red zone, same thing. Uh, Again, keeping their offense on the sideline, make them go the length of the field. And then when we get them in third and long, we blitz. Not many people have had success against our our blitzing packages. A team that gives up the most sacks in the SEC probably is going to struggle as well. And limit limit the big plays. It's an easy game plan, but we got to we got to show up and do it. And the thing that I love about this team and Kirby is like the motto's been since day one. We're trying to beat everybody. We're we're not sleeping on everybody. We were trying to go undefeated, and that bodes very well for the playoffs. Because if we get to the SEC championship game, twelve and zero, we're getting in. Win or lose, and we're still trying to win. You know, so um, <laughs> absolutely. Uh, score prediction. What you got? Woo. Um, I'm gonna go. Let's see how many? So it was forty three six for Missouri. Yeah, forty three six for Missouri. All right, I'm gonna give Tennessee some credit. I'm gonna say they're gonna score ten points on us, which okay. I honestly, part of me doesn't even believe it, but I think that. So uh, right. I say, I say Georgia, forty-five to ten. Forty-five ten. Forty-five. I'm, 45 I'm 10. right there with you. Out of respect, I think they um, outdo our defense's average of six point six. I think they score a touchdown, but I don't like them scoring two. So I'm gonna give them thirteen points to UGA's. Not as much as Alabama, but more than Ole Miss in this situation. 42-13, dogs on top. Hey, y'all heard it here first. Hey, and you know the tradition. Once we get this dub, it's Rocky Top all night long, boy. <laughs> yeah, I'm going to try not to go to jail. <laughs> so, I, I, I love that song when I'm singing it. <laughs> yeah, when we singing it, bro, yeah. Otherwise, I'm going to have a bad time, but – <laughs> uh, gonna gonna post some gonna post some pics to the account uh, of the of the trip since this will probably be the, the game that I go to and ah, I love it I love it in the fall kneeling in the fall when you get a W ain't nothing finer boy ain't nothing finer <laughs> beautiful beautiful hey, dog well, have, nation have fun appreciate you bro dog nation always a pleasure Keegan always a pleasure and you guys know what it is off the leash dogs. off the leash. <laughs> <laughs>